Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Tom and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Visa Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings, Femi Abebefe, alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino, and Mike Pritchard, our Visa NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons, and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. Gentlemen, we still have a week left to go until Super Bowl 58 between the Niners and the Kansas City Chiefs, but how are we doing here? I mean, it feels like a lot of the props are starting to be out there in the market now. We can kind of shop around and dive into this stuff. Sides and tools, of course, have been out since last Sunday after the conference title games, but uh, how are we doing here during this week here where we got uh, about eight days to go until Super Bowl Sunday? Doing fantastic. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm at, I mean, I'm, I'm about to tilt. And I still got a week to go. <laughs> you ready I for the pace myself? I got to pace myself. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, growing up here in Vegas and, you know, just idolizing uh, a lot of people from the National Football League, they're, they're going to be here, right? Um, all your heroes, everybody you cheered for, you know, people you played against, you know, reunion time for me, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, cases. But no, this is... Uh, to sum it up, it's a convention for the National Football League, and they celebrate the whole season, everything with the Super Bowl. That's that's the celebration with the partners and everything. So it's one big, massive party that I cannot wait for it to get here. I'm happy for Mike Pritchard <laughs> that he lived long enough to see this day in his hometown. First of all, that it happened, and then also he's still with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so helps. I hope I hope he really cherishes this, oh, I will. this this next ten days, and I hope uh, you're all right on the other side of it when you come out. I hope I make it. Yeah. You're right. Right. Yes. You're right. Yes. I mean, we're all hydrated. The approach sure. of the day because uh, it does. It sort of feels like kind of the calm before the storm, just a little bit. Like I know driving around, I was driving through the strip. Uh, uh, a couple days ago and like you started to see the Super Bowl decorations and all of that stuff and it's it sort of is the calm before the ne- storm of next week to where I've never been in a city that's hosted a Super Bowl so I'm excited to see what this upcoming week is going to be like here just from the betting standpoint and also just the, the you know the, the extracurriculars that come with the Super Bowl week though that's something that I've never experienced so I'm looking forward to that yeah no it's uh it's gonna it's gonna blow you away really I mean it's it's something that like you said you haven't experienced it and, and 
once it's here, you're going to, if you can experience a lot of it, which a lot of people will be able to, uh, it's unlike anything you've seen before, like from a city standpoint, from a city uh, planning, from a city, um, uh, uh, you know, when you have all the volunteers involved in city involvement and everything like that, all the activities, all the events, I mean, it's one big massive event for an entire week. Uh, and it's something that we've never seen before, obviously. I mean, we, we celebrate New Year's Eve, like, and it's, it's spectacular here, but for a whole week uh, of this NFL convention and these 32 billionaires uh, <laughs> wanting to be first class with everything, it's going to be unprecedented, really. You've been dealing with those billionaires? <laughs> uh, I deal with one uh, pretty, pretty yeah. regularly, and, and he's awfully disappointed yeah. uh, in what happened on Sunday. Mm. Uh, I yeah. thought that I thought for me it would really start on Monday next week, Pritch, with the with the interviews and all this. It started Tuesday morning at four a.m. from Stadium Swim. Wow. Hits on on local morning news stations, and you know I don't know if I recovered from being in the cold cold that morning and being in the pool actually when we did a couple of the hits. Um, but thanks for the last few days off for John Goulet. But yeah, now you know when we. And, let alone we're still running a business here right. on top of it. But Legacy Club's going to be fantastic almost every night next week with parties, parties at Stadium Swim. And then we throw six parties simultaneously on Sunday as well. So I know we haven't had the event here before, but every year Vegas comes together for the Super Bowl, right? We just haven't had it be the headquarters so that Monday through Thursday is as busy as it's going to be this year. Yeah, and then we've already started to see the props start to roll out in full. I know you got a, the sheets ready to go right. here. Mike, are, are, we, are we pretty much all the way out with all the props here at Circa, or we still got no, some t- more today? We released the, the the rest of them. And then we might go here and there, because I know Jeff Benson's on Twitter. He's taking suggestions from people, and the mm-hmm. ones he likes we're going to try to put up. So, But in mass, I think by noon today, we'll have them, probably 98% of them out. How many props are we talking about here? <laughs> well... If you take the squares as just one, then you're probably looking around yeah. four to five hundred, right? Because um, all the indices, obviously, right? You get all the variations of things that you could bet on one number. You got now you got them in every different number you can bet them in. I mean, yeah. when you say every which way, there was like five numbers you bet San Francisco at. Like you can bet like tw- twenty numbers. 20 I mean, you can get every single number. There's right. a different different price at if you want to bet this game in terms of total and spread, and then all the props all have these indices as well for yards. Nine or 17 and a half. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave the alt lines for next year. Yeah, <laughs> After what happened on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you stay in the futures market. <laughs> That's what we're going to collect our NFL honors on Thursday. Which I was going to ask you about that. Still I mean, waiting. Are you, it's still waiting. It ties your money up. I tell yeah. you. Are you more looking forward to NFL honors than the Super Bowl? Yes. Right? <laughs> I'll be honest. I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. NFL honors is like, it's a fun night. That's, That's a ridiculous question. Let's get no, a real question. Not. No, it's not. Are the you more looking forward to are you more looking forward to NFL honors or your wedding? Oh, oh my that's God. That's a hard oh, question. That's, that's, that's a hard yeah, question. Yeah, that's like personal, though. I don't want to get personal. Oh, okay. I'm looking for the business of my wedding so I don't get, <laughs> so I quit getting bombarded with all the questions that come with my wedding. So I just, I'm looking forward to the day. It's going to be a hell of a celebration. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's um, looking forward to match March Madness and more, more so than the wedding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're not. If, if you knew how much college basketball I've watched this year, uh, March Madness, the fact that you even brought that up. Oh, yeah, I remember it's happening. Uh, <laughs> 
hasn't been that big for me on the college slate, but NFL honors next Thursday, you'll be here in Las Vegas. I'm not going because you know, Hey, uh, I don't think we're going to get the right result in coach of the year, but uh, I'll be watching at home or somewhere along the strip. And then uh, we'll go ahead and cash those tickets, but let's get into, before we dive into kind of our super bowl, 10,000 foot view, want to set the table for what we got going on on the show over these next couple of hours, joining us in less than 30 minutes, Solomon Wilcott, NFL analyst, host of the opening drive on Sirius XM and a former Colorado Buffalo, just like our buddy Pritchard. It's a, it's a buffs theme on really the Lombardi is. line. They were yeah. parading them out. It was while they were three and oh or whatever too. It was a buffs theme. And then we went away from it and now no. we can get back to it now that the season. I'm just trying to find some current Notre Dame NFL analysts out there. <laughs> hey, you know, we have, there, there's three of them every day on prime time. You think they were playing USC every week. <laughs> we, we, got a couple of, we, got, we, we got a couple of the DK network. They'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get his dad are going to be here. For right. yeah. Super Bowl yeah. Ring. Yeah. We'll get to meet all those guys. Which I'm excited yeah. for that. Like they all of our championship ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> just check it. Just want to know. You can ask him next week. We came yeah. within 50 of Alabama. Another Eddie Lacy touchdown. I remember sitting at Long Bar at the D watching that game. That was painful. That was one within two drives. It's like, all right, I guess this is over. But it's an hour number two, another Colorado Buffalo, Chad Brown, former NFL All-Pro, now NFL analyst, will join us at 2.15 Eastern, 11.15 Pacific. So we'll complete our Buffs uh, trio here on the Lombardi line, but it'll be a whole lot of fun talking with those guys. But let's talk about some of the coaching hires, and we can carry this conversation stay out in the next the, segment Stay with the Buffs well. team and go to Washington. <laughs> and, and your buddy Eric, and yeah, what's going to happen there? I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. The commanders <laughs> hired Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn yeah, to be their new head coach and yeah it's like all eight vacancies have been filled no be enemy obviously no Belichick no Vrabel Pete Carroll goes upstairs in an advisory role in Seattle as they hire Mike McDonald the Ravens DC what stood out to you guys over these last couple of weeks and particularly the last couple of days with the McDonald hiring and then yesterday's hiring of Dan Quinn to Washington I wasn't surprised about McDonald I was surprised with Quinn. I thought if Quinn was going to get a job, it was going to be in Washington. I thought he coached himself out of a of a head gig in that Packers game. I, re- I really did. Uh, overall, my biggest surprise is that Vrabel will be on the sidelines next year. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way it appears to be with no other uh, openings at the moment. So not just a tough offseason for Belichick, but for his tree as well. Sure. Yeah, sure. The tree's not, <laughs> the tree's not alive right no. now. Um, no, you know, it, it's, it's the trend of the league right now. Um, Youth movement, you can say that about head coaches and today's athlete. Can you communicate with today's NFL player? I mean, I think that's the bottom line uh, of, of the, some of these hires. Uh, but then also from a betting perspective, you wonder why some teams are, are dysfunctional uh, and why that continues. Can they ever get it right? Um, and, and I think, you know, teams, they think outside the box way too far uh, and, and they can never get it right. And, you know, if you're Morgan, you don't really know a lot of coaches. And so who are you most comfortable with? Canales. Yeah. I mean, really, is that guy really a head coach right now? Is he ready for that? Um, In conjunction with the quarterback that you just drafted, is he really ready for that? Right. And so Carolina, how good are they going to be next year? I mean, what are the expectations down there? Um, so, I mean, it's just stuff like that. Uh, Raheem Morris, you know, he, he went through the tree and, and certainly they got the West Coast offense going to em- implement that a little bit. And I think uh, that's part of the hiring process this 
this cycle too. Um, uh, McDonald's a great hire, I believe, up in Seattle. It's not his fault they lost on Sunday. No, <laughs> no, it's no, not. in no way. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he won me my underbite right. on that game. <laughs> and if you look at that defensive personnel that they have up there, he's going to do wonders. I think with with that squad. So um, that, uh, there's some good hires out there. Obviously, people were waiting for certain uh, coaches to be available, uh, and that happened. But big surprise that Vrabel didn't get a, a get a shot this year. What'd you think of the Morris hire? Um, well, he was interim there before. So Arthur Blank, uh, familiar, familiarity there. Um, he's, you know, I, I think Morris got upgraded when he coached Aaron Donald. I mean, I'll be real with you when you're a head coach and you got players like that and you win a Super Bowl, uh, that can elevate you. Uh, well, he didn't elevate himself before. Right. Uh, but I think the coordinator hire was probably more, more important than Raheem Morris, right? Um, I, I think they got to get that offense right. They drafted for offense, what, the last three years. And so yeah. they got to get that offense right down there in ATL. We've had the eight head coaches, so Harbaugh to the Chargers, Pierce to the Raiders, Gerard Mayo to the Patriots, Brian Callahan to the Tennessee Titans, Dave Canales to the Panthers, Raheem Morris to the Falcons, Mike McDonald to the Seahawks, and Quinn to the Commanders. Which one of those has you guys most excited as we're heading to break here? Well, I think Harbaugh is clearly to see what he can do with that team that's had talent and has, has been underachieving and what he brings, and I think it was great timing for him. Yeah, and, and that division too, AFC West. I mean, it just got tougher for a lot of people. The Chargers introduced Jim Harbaugh yesterday. We'll play you some sound from that press conference and what Harbaugh says he will bring to the Powder Blues. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center. Center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code Lombardi and you're going to get access to everything we do on our brand new VEASAN.com website. Remember, use promo code Lombardi. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
<laughs> Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi and Bebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard hanging out with you guys here on a football Friday. And joining us now to help us break down Super Bowl 58 between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. You hear him on the opening drive on Sirius XM played in the National Football League and also is a former Colorado Buffalo like our friend Mike Pritchard here. It's the one and only Solomon Wilcox joining us right now on the Lombardi Line. Solomon, we appreciate you taking the time to hop on with us this morning. And real quick, when you look at this game here between the Niners and the Chiefs, uh, how they played in the playoffs, how they played in the regular season. How do you see these teams matching up to where the betting market right now has the 49ers as the favorite? But I think if you pulled a lot of people, they'd be surprised that Mahomes is once again being doubted by the folks who uh, put their money up. Yeah, listen, you cannot sleep on the Grim Reaper. Remember when these two teams played um, in Super Bowl 54, the Kansas City Chiefs were trailing by 10. 20 to 10 was the score with about eight minutes to go. And after that, um, Patrick Mahomes just went nuclear. They scored 21 straight points, go on to win it, uh, 31 to 10. Uh, that's the kind of potency that he provides for this offense. And don't sleep on Steve Spagnolo's defense. They're a young group, but they tend to rise to the occasion every time they're tested. If the wide receivers hold on to the ball, to me, that's been the only question with this team. Their run defense, I still think, is a little suspect. I think the 49ers will be able to be productive running the football, and that's why it's probably going to be a high-scoring game. Tom, I want to I follow up on that point about a, a high-scoring game because they faced a potent running attack in the AFC Championship game in Baltimore where they were four, four-and-a-half-point underdogs. I never thought I'd see this, but Andy Reid actually was relying on his defense and running the ball every time they got possession back in the fourth quarter. They were handing the ball off, trying to shorten the game with the confidence that Lamar was not going to be able to drive down and get two scores either to beat them or send that game to overtime. From a defensive perspective, the Chiefs' defense defense has been the more valuable unit or more important unit this season. Doesn't that tend to lead to an under 47 and a half play? Well, that's it. Every game has a life of its own. Uh, In fact, they're going to be playing against a different team, right? So I don't take anything away from the Ravens game, which is very difficult simply because not that the Chiefs stopped the Ravens from running the football, the Ravens chose not to run the football. <laughs> so that, which really boggles the mind because they had the numbers in the box. For whatever reason, the Ravens tried to do something they didn't even need to do. In fact, they didn't attack the weaknesses of the Chiefs defense at all. They played right in their hands by trying to prove that, that they were a drop-back passing team. You're not going to get that from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, they are going to run the football. Of course, they're going to. Uh, use their passing game, but anybody will tell you that the 49ers offense, they run first offense that wants to throw off their run game. All of the pass action, the play action, and everything they do in the passing game, it comes off a run look. So I don't anticipate them making the mistakes that we saw from the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Sally, I'm going to take you back to Super Bowl 23 because I, I think your experience in that Super Bowl is going to help us as betters uh, understand uh, the game. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, the Bengals and the 49ers, you, you look at, and everybody knows that infamous drive by Montana uh, to win the game there. But it, it's like, I, you know, we're going to hear about experience. I've already talked about experience. So we're going to hear about, you know, the buildup and everything towards the Super Bowl. But when you're executing the game and you get in these moments, 
as a team, do you call like, were you guys, you know, kind of saying, look, we got the lead scoreboard watching. Did you get conservative or was it one of those senses that, that, you know, Montana and, and the 49ers were just executing at a different level uh, and they got the job done that way? No, bro, well, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Um, we are both two teams that knew each other. Well, if you remember halftime of that game, the score was three, three, right? <laughs> The, the great 49er juggernaut office, Joe Montana, um, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, Tom Rathman, Brent Jones, and John Taylor held to three to three at halftime. That's, and they were a great team. But remember, our offense coordinator, Sam Weiss, had been in San Francisco. He was there when they drafted Joe Montana in the third round from Notre Dame and had helped to groom them. And, uh, and obviously they were fully up and running by the time we ran into them in, in Super Bowl 23. And, and Dick LeBeau told us that, guys, look, when they need to play, they're going to have a critical drive. Here's the play they're going to run. We're going to be uh, – Jerry Rice is going to be on the backside of a two-by-one, and they're going to hit him, and they want to hit him on the slant. And we had this coverage that was called Number One Dog the Dig. And it was either going to be myself or Ray Horton, who's a veteran player. I was just a second year in the league. I was the starting safety. Just so happens when they called it, I remember coming out and I asked, what was the call? And they said, it's number one dog to dig. Second and 29. Guess what they ran? Exactly what we thought they would. Ray Horton, instead of intercepting it or knocking Jerry Rice into never, never land, he runs into our own defender. And if you ever remember that play, Ricky Dixon makes the tackle right inside the five-yard line. Two plays later, John Taylor's catching the slant for a touchdown for the game when he drives 40 seconds left to play. The games come down to players making plays. Our coaches were right. They did what we thought they would do. We ran what we should have been running in that play. It's about executing. And if you don't execute, you can't expect to win a Super Bowl trophy. Joe Montana played in four Super Bowls, never was intercepted in any one of those games. I remember him throwing one right to Lewis Billups. Lewis Billups dropped it. And every time I see Joe, I said, you never threw an interception in a Super Bowl. And uh, maybe in one game you did, we just didn't catch it. And that's what games are going to come down to, who makes the plays and who doesn't. They weren't superhuman. They did hang 50 the very next year on the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. They hung 50 on the Chargers in 94 in that Super Bowl. We held them to 20 points. Most of those games, you expect to win it. So that's what I'm going to live by because those are the facts, my friend. Mm. <laughs> Solomon no, Wilcox here. Great insight, man. Uh, honestly, that's fantastic. Yeah. Host of the opening drive here on Sirius XM. That's really, it's like, you, you, the, the margins are so razor thin mm. in these games when the two teams are as good as they are there and getting the kind of that walk down memory lane there with Solomon there, even though it might have been a tough walk down memory lane. But l let's talk about, you mentioned how the Niners should have a lot of success running the football against this Kansas City defense. What about the other side where the Niners run defense has been vulnerable throughout this postseason? We saw the Packers able to find success on the ground. We saw the Lions do it last Sunday. Do you see this being a big Isaiah Pacheco game? Because he, he's kind of sort of been this a little bit of the identity of this Chiefs offense, which is normally through the passing game. They've kind of been a little bit more physical up front. 
Look, Joe Tooney, he's out, right? I think he's going to be out again. He literally is one of the best offensive guards in the NFL. He's, I think he was missed last week. That's why you saw their game go a little bit conservative. They did rely on the defense. And it was really about when you play at M&T Bank Stadium against that Ravens defense, I thought Andy and Pat Mahomes had a great game. They knew they didn't have to turn it over. They felt like they had enough to win the game. The defense kept making plays, so the offense didn't have to push it. I do believe they want to rely on the run game. This is something that Eric Bieniemy, during his five years as the offense coordinator there, I think really helped Andy to understand that. Remember when they played the Philadelphia Eagles who came in with, what, close to 70 sacks? that you've got to run the ball to protect your quarterback against the best defenses with the best pass rushes. Your best friend is a running game. Nothing slows down a pass rush much like a run game, particularly on play action where every defender, before they carry out their assignment, you know what they have to do first? They got to decide, is it a run or is it a pass? They don't get to do anything else until they can make that determination. And so sometimes you got to understand that running the ball is the best way to help your quarterback, best way to help your offensive line and protection. It's actually the best way to help your wide receivers to get separation at the second level. And, of course, those are some of the things that are going to be tested. I do believe with the 49ers run defense, one of the liabilities, and I think it's been shocking, because Chase Young has been a liability on this defense, guys, when it comes to run defense. If he doesn't improve in that area, he may find himself standing on the sideline at some, at some of the most critical times in this game. Got 30 seconds left, Solomon. Will we see the fourth repeat Super Bowl champion in history next Sunday? I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I just can't do it. I, I, and, uh, no, I think, he, I think he gets his third Super Bowl uh, in five seasons. And that is going to be incredible. He's that special, guys. Yeah, yeah, he's, he certainly is. I mean, the guy has made it to the AFC Championship in all six of his years to start. That's pretty damn good, Patrick Mahomes. He is Solomon Wilcox. Check him out on the opening drive over on Sirius XM. Solomon, we appreciate the time as always, man. Be well. See you in Vegas. All right, something <laughs> awesome, man. Can't wait. All right, we'll be back with a different game or more of the same coming up next year on the Lombardi Line. Here on the DraftKings Network, Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circle Resort and Casino. Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons and national champion with the Colorado Buffs. Gentlemen, we begin hour number two with our Super Bowl thoughts. We obviously have been discussing this game throughout this week and throughout this show, but do you guys anticipate having a bet on the side or total in this game? Yes. I know, Prince, you said you're locked and loaded. You are? No, I'm not locked and loaded. No, no, Not no, yet, I, but, no. you, but you're... I will have a side, though. Um, really? Yeah, I'm waiting for injuries. I'm leaning towards Kansas City right now. Yeah, I was going to say, before you said that, Yeah. it has to be Kansas City yeah. if you're looking at a side. Right, I am, yeah. be- because... Um, <laughs> You know, when you look at some of the injuries, I, I think that's, you know, a concern that I have right now um, in terms of, you know, making a bet 
I mean, I, I don't know if this line is going to move. I mean, it moved already, right? I think the I, market's kind of settled in now. I, I, if people ask in all these interviews, predict what the closing line is going to be, I'm still on one. Okay. I still think it closes think so. one. Okay. Uh, maybe one and a half. I, I thought early it might get to a pick, but it's gone back up to two. But I think we're getting some San Francisco money early. Okay. And we'll get more Kansas City money next week. Because I was going to ask you, like, yeah. say, um, you know, all these games, all, all, the, all these you know, betters, known betters are coming. Mm -hmm. People that move the line, they're coming into town, right? And yep. so um, once they start to put their action around town, I mean, it, it, it's like, I wanted to know if that line is going to move or not, because are they signed? They're already signed up or are they going through proxies and all that? I mean, they're, they're pretty they're, they're much they're all early, but remember the limits are lower now, yeah, now than what they're going to yeah, be next right, week right. or what you can get down. Right. And I mean, the opening number, yeah, you're getting a half point here and there, but you're going to take the majority of the big bets from okay. Friday and Saturday and Sunday morning yeah. next week. Okay. Why is that that the limits are lower for the Super Bowl when like we've known the matchup and it's like there's not a whole lot of news that's going to come out that's going to surprise but you outside don't know of in ten days what the injury to, right. to his point right who knows who's going to get hurt in practice do you, mm -hmm. do you know guys you heal to, in two weeks yeah. you know get time to heal and are they going to if they go what percent are they going to be there's just too much unknown even even though yeah. we know these two teams there's too much distance so for instance they're staying out at like, like Las Vegas right yeah. this is known yeah. information. Uh, Kansas City is practicing at the Raiders facility. That's a shorter drive than going all the way to Gorman from Lake Las Vegas. Ooh, that's like a long track. Right. Yeah. But it's police escort. Yeah. So, you know, you got to understand police escort. They'll get there when they get there. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if Gorman has grass fields. We know the Raiders facility. They have grass fields and they have indoor. But I don't know if Gorman has grass fields or not. And the 49ers are going to be practicing at Gorman. And so from a surface standpoint, you know, getting ready for grass fields over here at Allegiant, you know, I, I, I'm going to think about that a little bit. But uh, I, I think I, I, for that to get approved, I'm sure Gorman has some type of grass uh, situation. Yeah. Or something that it has to have something that's like NFL standards. Yeah. That's up to their standards. So yeah, the the Niners have a little bit of a travel, but they are the official road team mm -hmm. in the game since the NFC is the away team. The AFC is the home team. Uh, the, 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 it's a synthetic field turf is what it is at, at Bishop Gorman. So how about their baseball field? They don't have though? grass fields at all. How about baseball? I, I would assume I mean, they have a, a grass baseball field. Yeah. Oh, I mean, gonna go tear up the outfield. <laughs> for, for a whole week. I mean, you would like to have practice on grass. I would think if you're the 49ers, right? Yeah. Um, I guess they're getting their grass practices in this week <laughs> at home. But both teams will go ahead and travel on Sunday and they'll be here in Las Vegas and then we'll take off for Super Bowl week. But I do want to talk to you guys, though, yeah. about Super Bowl MVP, because we have some of the insights from our friends at DraftKings about what people have been betting. There's still a long way to go until next Sunday when the game actually kicks off. But the favorite is Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes at plus 120. 20% of the handle is on Mahomes, 12% of the bets. Travis Kelsey has the second most in terms of handle at 12 to 114%. McCaffrey plus 475. He's at 12% of the handle. Then Isaiah Pacheco at 30 to 1 at 9%. Then Brock Purdy at 5% of the handle at plus 225, despite being the quarterback of the favorite team. I think that's kind of interesting that Purdy is only 5% of the handle. But Mike, you're looking at the those numbers a little bit funny. What because jumps how, out to how you? How does Kelsey win? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Mahomes is throwing him the ball. You could get a, a 49er receiver win because Purdy doesn't have the clout 
You know what I'm saying to the to the voters' mind. I just don't think I, I draw a line through Kelsey. I draw a line through any other offensive player on the Chiefs. Well, the only thing about Kelsey though is is he a tight end or a receiver, right? And I think a lot of people Both. will say he's a receiver more um, because he's not really that end of line tight end in the trenches, true tight end. I know it says his title yeah, says tight end, right? Split him out, right, right. So. Wide receiver has made has won Super Bowl MVP. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Edelman certainly off the top of the head. Um, Cooper Cup, a couple Cooper years ago. Cooper Cup um, was it Cooper? Yeah, he it won was it. Cooper. Should have been Aaron Donald, Should've but Cooper Cup. Because <laughs> I think people change the vote in that elevator or something like that, yeah. right? Mm, something um, going on. <laughs> Hanging Chad situation. I don't know. <laughs> but no, Kelsey. If you treat him as a wide receiver, I, I think he he gets there that way. You do. So you think that's you'd put it. You'd take a shot at him at 12 to 1? I would take a shot you at would. him at 12 to 1, yeah. Really? I would. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer in a, in a Super Bowl uh, with, the, with the best quarterback in the world right now. I mean, I, I'd take a shot at that. Um, I agree with you, Pritch. Yeah. I, I think know. Kelsey's I'll, live. I'll lay, you can book, I'll book your 12 book to 1. Okay. I'll book <laughs> your 12. Femi wouldn't bet. He's let the clock, I, I, he I let the bet, clock run out last week on 20, 21 and yeah. a half. I already bet 20 to 1 on Kelsey this week, so I, I, don't, I don't need the 12. <laughs> I'll give you 8 to 1. How about 8 to 1? <laughs> if I'd have given you 6 to 1 at 21 and a half, would you have taken it last week? I'm so upset. Well, well <laughs> here's, the, here's the case for Travis Kelsey, yeah. because Mahomes is trying to do something that no quarterback has ever done, and that's win three Super Bowl MVPs in your first three Super Bowl victories. Like no quarterback because Montana, he didn't win it until the fourth Super Bowl. Then he won the third Super Bowl MVP. Brady didn't win it until he won his fourth Super Bowl. That's when he won the third one. It's, it's hard to be three straight years with it being your first three to win that award. Like there's not as ton of voter fatigue as there is typically with the season long awards. Mm-hmm. But I do think you get a little bit of it when you've won those Super Bowls so close together. And Mahomes has been the guy for them in the, the two Super Bowls. Well, you can make an argument that Damian Williams probably should have won the first one, but they mm-hmm. gave it to Mahomes because he was the quarterback quarterback and then he won last year I think that with Travis Kelsey being as culturally relevant as he is dating the biggest megastar I think it's a thing to where if they have the game that they had this past Sunday and he has 111 11 catches and a touchdown I think Kelsey would have won Super Bowl MVP with that stat line that he had a week ago the game of his life I thought on 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 Sunday it was was unbelievable he's always good in the playoffs look at all his playoff numbers he's like the most prolific pass catcher in playoff history I think 12 to 1 is too short. That's personally my opinion. Yeah. 20 to 1 is a different number. 21 is a different number. I, I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I think there's a path, because I know that a lot of people think that it's just 1 to 1. Chiefs win, it has to be Mahomes. The fact that he's already won two, mm. I think would be a little bit of a hang-up for me to think that. Like last year, yeah. I agreed, Chiefs win, it's Mahomes. This year, the way that Mahomes, his production hasn't been as gaudy as it's been in the past. I mean, last week he had 30 completions. He only had 200-something passing yards. Like, it's not the wow numbers that we're used to from Patrick Mahomes to where maybe somebody else can sneak in and win it. Pacheco, I think, is live as well at 30 to 1. Would you you ever look at a defensive player? Would you ever look at a Chiefs defensive player in this market? I mean, Aaron Donald was going to win MVP. Should have won it. He should probably should have. And he wrecks an offense. I mean, Chris Jones wrecks an offense. But is he going to be healthy, right? Um, You know, here's the interesting thing about Kelsey, though. Like, for instance, just tracking it in the playoffs. Um, the Chiefs have 13 red zone opportunities. They, they converted touchdowns in six of them. Um, you know, you look at 49ers limited uh, with their red zone opportunities, but highly efficient, though, in the red zone, right? Five of six. Uh, but if you got 13, you produce 13 red zone opportunities against Miami, who wants Fangio, they designed their defense to stop you in the red zone. Uh, and then 
you know, Buffalo uh, and then the Ravens, Kelsey's going to be a big part of that. You know, if they can matriculate like they've been doing and get into the red zone, he is a big part of what the Kansas City Chiefs need to do to be successful uh, in order to win this game. So I think he's live from that standpoint. No, I agree. And, and also to further that point there about the winning a third MVP in the third Super Bowl, because it has never been done. Brady and Montana didn't do yeah. it. Those are the only guys who have three plus Super Bowl MVPs. Listen to this stat line of Joe Montana in Super Bowl 23, the Super Bowl we were talking about with our buddy Solomon Wilcott in hour number one. Montana was 23 of 36 for 357 yards and two touchdowns. And he didn't win Super Bowl MVP. Like that to me, it just goes to show you how high the bar is. Now they gave it to Jerry Rice because he caught a majority of those passes. He had 200 receiving yards in that game and a touchdown. But I think that you just have to clear such a high bar to win that third one. I'll tell you Tom Brady's stats. Super Bowl 39, he'd already won two Super Bowl MVPs heading into that game. 23 of 33, 236, two touchdowns, no interception. They gave it to Deion Branch. He didn't even catch a touchdown. <laughs> right. He didn't even catch a touchdown in that game. Never they gave it to Deion Branch. Yards, yeah. Because they just, like, the, yeah. the, the, the writers, I'll say this, are a little bit lazy. They want new stuff to write about. Mahomes winning another Super Bowl MVP is not new. Travis Kelsey being the person who's dating the biggest mega star right now in the in the world. That's a new story to write about that everyone's been talking about. It's been one of the biggest stories in the NFL this season. I think at 12 to 1, even at 12 to 1, I think Kelsey's an interesting look there for Super Bowl MVP if he has the game that he's been having the past couple of weeks. Uh, good luck to you on your ticket. <laughs> I, I didn't convince you? I, I didn't get after all of that. I didn't convince Mike Paul. What about a DB? Would you look at a DB for the Chiefs? Is Larry Brown the last Larry DB to Brown? win it? I, Larry I, Brown. I, Super Bowl 30? Courtesy of Neil you O'Donnell. Get two, two picks. You can get two picks right to in a game. He didn't even work scoring. to get those picks. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil O'Donnell's in a He just stood there. Yeah. Um, Dre Greenlaw, he got two picks against the Packers. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't run Bam Morris more. Bam Morris was running the ball well in that game. Yeah. Um, who, who would you? Who, who is the most interceptions on the Chiefs this year? Ooh. I would have to look it up. Yeah, I don't know it offhand. Yeah, it was like was it Lajarius Sneed I mean, or somebody? Who knows? Brock, well, if Brock it, gets yeah, discombobulated if, like he did on Christmas. Not only that, but if I'm uh, if I'm looking defense, maybe San Francisco on that side, like uh, Greenlaw certainly. Yeah, Drake uh, Greenlaw had two picks. Sure. Well, well, we'll break this down more in depth on the other side as well. So bringing our buddy Chad Brown, who joins us next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks, guarantee. And for a limited time, where you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, you will get your four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. This is the Lombardi Line here on the DraftKings Network. Mike Pritchard, Mike Palm, Femi Abemfe hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino on a football Friday. And joining us now as we continue our breakdown of Super Bowl 58 between the Niners and Chiefs, it's the one and only Chad Brown, former NFL All-Pro, now NFL analyst over at ESPN Radio. Chad's been joining us all throughout the season, and we appreciate it here this afternoon. Chad, thanks for the time as always. And we were talking about it in the last segment, wondering – if the Chiefs win, can anybody outside of Patrick Mahomes win Super Bowl MVP? Pritch and I think so. Mike Palm, he doesn't think so. What do you think? Can anybody unseat Mahomes if the Chiefs go ahead and get this victory? I think if Travis Kelsey puts together a 12-catch, 13-14 catch game, he certainly would be in the in the running as well. But yeah, I think if you're going to be you know, looking to lay some money, Patrick Mahomes has to be the overwhelming favorite if the Chiefs find a way to get the W. How about a defensive player, Chad? I mean, you were on the field when Larry Brown had that game for the ages in Tempe. Can we try to find somebody that can get two interceptions or four sacks? Why are you bringing up all I suppose somebody like, like Nick Bosa could do that. He's got the ability to make some game-changing plays. So the defensive player is certainly a possibility. And we've seen it in the past with a, a Seahawks linebacker getting the MVP. Um, but with the offensive players, with the offensive firepower in this game, with the Travis Kelsey, with the Patrick Mahomes, with a Brandon IU, with a Christian McCaffrey, it seems more than likely it's going to be an offensive guy who's going to be named the MVP when this thing is done. Well, Chad, I mean, as a defender, though, I mean, it's like we, we often talk about offense when we're looking at these games and Super Bowl in particular and betting these games. But here you are as a defender and you're going to prepare for this game. You got two weeks uh, in terms of prep preparation. Is there enough time for wrinkles to kind of make an impact on this game from a defensive standpoint or as betters and as fans? Should we think of this game as being a shootout? That's a good one, Pritch. That's a good question. Um, I think Steve Spagnuolo has done a tremendous job for this Chiefs team all throughout the, uh, the, the the playoff run. And then on the other side of the ball for San Francisco, they have really underperformed defensively. Um, so they've got to find a way to step their, their, their game up. Um, so I, I tend to think more shootouts just because of the great head coaches and their offensive prowess. But in the end, Man, uh, I, I, I suppose I can see the Chiefs stepping up in a bigger way than I can actually see the 49ers defense stepping up. 
We're hanging out with Chad Brown here, three-time Pro Bowler, former All-Pro and NFL player, now analyst for ESPN Radio. I want to stay on that topic, though, Chad, because you mentioned how the Niners' defense has sort of underperformed. You look at that front seven. I mean, it's loaded with a bunch of talented players, Nick Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, the linebackers, whether it's Warner or Greenlaw. Why do you think they're having so much trouble stopping the run? Like, what do you think is the root cause behind that? I think from a philosophical standpoint, I did a coaching internship out there in San Francisco and Chris Kacerik, the defensive line coach, he is all about penetration. He is all about getting into the backfield. He's all about rushing the quarterback. So I think for those defensive linemen, um, their mindset is not necessarily to go out there and be stout run stuffers. They want to get penetration. And once you start getting penetration at the defensive line, Offensive coaches are smart. They'll run traps. They'll do things to take advantage of that aggressive mindset. So I'm not saying the time for that defensive style, particularly from a defensive line standpoint, is done within the NFL. But I, I think teams are beginning to catch up to that style. The wide nine technique from the end allows off-tackle runs to happen. The defensive interior linemen, when they get penetration to the backfield, that sets them up for traps and counters and things like that. So I, I think it's not necessarily a group that's underperforming, but I think it's a philosophy that lends itself to certain offensive strategies that have found success here in the postseason. You had two weeks off between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Which team benefits more from a health perspective? That is a great question. I, I, I think I'll, from a, well, Christian McCaffrey, he seemed at the end of that game to hurt his neck. And that was a little bit concerning. I think watching him trying to get stretched out on the sidelines two weeks ago should certainly help him with that. Um, outside of that, uh, I haven't looked at the injury report uh, as of today, but I think both teams are relatively healthy. Is there somebody that I'm, I'm overlooking or, or missing here? Well, I was wondering if, if Tooney is going to be able to go at all with given the extra time off, obviously a key part of, of the line for Kansas City as being the key injury. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, sure about his availability. Uh, yeah, he's got a pec. I think he tore his pec mm -hmm. muscle. And so, I mean, how difficult that would that be, Chad, for an offensive lineman to try to get in there and mix it up with some of the big guys? Now, I mean, it's a Super Bowl. And uh, players are willing to do whatever they can to get themselves on the field um, in any way that they can. Yeah. Um, so a injection would be possible. But if you've got a torn pec as an offensive lineman where you're literally asking that guy to go out and hold 300-pound men, uh, that seems like a difficult ask to take with a torn pec. Um, yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of guys – Questionable. Chris Jones is nothing less as questionable. Pacheco is as questionable. I'm sure all those guys will play for the 49ers. Kittle, uh, Armstead, questionable. I'm, I'm looking to see those guys play as well. So I guess Tony would be the, the biggest question mark in this ball game. You mentioned who's out with the ACL. So that would be probably the most impactful injury if he can either play or not play. Chad, I'm looking for an edge because we got two similar schemes from the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, offensively. Uh, I think you're the perfect person to help me uh, be, find that edge because uh, it might be Kyle's Uchek, right? Because they have a true fullback, uh, meaning the 49ers, whereas uh, the Chiefs, they don't have a true fullback. When it comes to, you know, you talked about trap, you talked about um, uh, gap plays, you talked about 
Uh, I, I, I want to mention ISO, like one-on-one mm-hmm. ISOs with Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, how, how different will that be uh, for Kansas City uh, facing that type of fullback? And then on the other side, they don't have to worry about that from the 49ers defense. Well, number one, Kyle Shen has a genius at having various insertion points. And I know that sounds like a sexual term. <laughs> Easy, Jeff. Easy. It's a family program, I know, I know we're in Vegas, but man. <laughs> but, but what I mean by that, Chris, to answer your question, is he is able to insert either Kyle Juszczyk or or George Kittle in, in, in various places that makes it very difficult for those second level defenders, linebackers and safeties to, to know who's responsible for what gap, what shoulder should I hit this fullback or tight end with to make sure that my teammate can then make the tackle. So Kyle's really good at that. And he's constantly changing that up. So the offensive line is, is pretty good for the Niners. Obviously, Trent Williams is one of the best in the game. But I think the, the, the real skill that comes into, into that 49ers run game, which has a bit of a boomer bust aspect to it, it's not always going to be five yards of carry, but Christian McCaffrey is going to break a 30 or a 40 yarder at some point during the game if they're able to stick with it, is because of those very odd insertion points. You're typically thinking when you talk, you mentioned ISO, Fritch. ISO is a fullback coming down in the A gap. Well, no, Kyle will do it different. He'll bend the use check around to the B gap. He'll have uh, George Kittle come in motion, and he'll be the insertion point in the A gap. And then use check will be kicking the, the end guy in the line of scrimmage out. So because of that tricky play design, um, I think it makes life more difficult for that Chiefs defense. And the fact that I actually have a true fullback who is you know, that he knows that's his job is to take on linebackers and safety on the second level. That makes the run game a bit more difficult to deal with. But at the same time, Kansas City, at various points late in the season, and particularly in the postseason, they have decided just to go bully ball and put Pacheco in. And there's not a lot of trickery to it. They are just coming downhill and trying to run you over. And at the end of a long season, a season that is now longer than it ever was when you and I played, Pritch, the ability for defenses to want to get physical against an offense that has made a dedicated effort to run the ball downhill on them, that's hard to do after you've played this much football and your body's got this much wear and tear on it. Mm, yeah, not, not, not a whole lot of teams that are playing with fullbacks in the, the NFL and in 2024. Chad, we got about 30 seconds left. Who do you ultimately think wins the game? Wow. Um, you know, there's something to be said for, for getting hot. I, I, I did not think that the Chiefs would be able to flip the switch at the end of the postseason for the playoffs. They've been able to do that. Uh, the Niners have been a bit uneven throughout. So I, I just think this championship pedigree, six AFC championship games, gives the Chiefs an edge in this one. So I got the Chiefs winning this one in a close ball game. Right, he's going with the Kansas City Chiefs right now who are uh, plus money on the money line. Run that plus 105, plus 110 range, depending where you do your shopping. He is Chad Brown, NFL analyst, former NFL All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler over at ESPN Radio. Chad, we appreciate the analysis all season long, man. Be well. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome stuff there from Chad Brown. Are we going to find anyone who likes the Niners to win this game? (laughs) Mike Palm, are you going to be that person? We'll discuss it next year on the Lombardi line.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.